tuning in to Microbiome Matters, a podcast for healthcare professionals and researchers brought to you by Yakult Science. This podcast aims to share latest research and insights from experts about the science behind our gut microbiome. Hi, I'm Niv. And I'm Britt. And welcome back to another episode of the Microbiome Matters podcast. Today we have with us Dr. Karina Carbia, who will be talking to us about the effect of alcohol and binge drinking on the gut microbiota. Dr. Karina is a postdoctoral researcher working at the John Crine Lab, a world leader in microbiome research at the University College of Cork. She has been awarded a prestigious Marie Curie Fellowship to study the effects of alcohol on the gut microbiome and its relation on cognitive functions. Her research is focused on the crucial developmental period of adolescence and understanding how alcohol, specifically binge drinking, not only disrupts ongoing maturation of the young brain, but also alters the microbes living in our gut, which play a key role in our overall health. Thanks for joining us today. Well, uh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be part of this series of Microbiome Matters podcast. So to start off, we know that excessive alcohol consumption is associated with an increased risk of acute and chronic negative health outcomes. Is this the case with the gut microbiota as well? Yes, uh, chronic alcohol consumption induces intestinal inflammation through various pathways, including increased permeability of the intestinal mucosa and changes in the intestinal microbiota composition and function. Great, thanks, Karina. Um, And do we know the science behind how the alcohol might affect the gut microbiota and what mechanisms are involved? Uh, We we are starting to, to know a bit better what is happening. Uh, For example, alcohol disrupts the gut-tight junctions in the intestinal barrier. This damage to the gut wall causes a leaky gut, the leakage of bacterial products that enter the blood and release inflammation. And the peripheral inflammation can then impact the brain, leading to further cognitive impairment. Chronic alcohol consumption seems to also alter the gut microbiota composition, for example, by decreasing the presence of beneficial bacteria like lactobacillus or um, increasing pro-inflammatory bacteria like proteobacteria, for example. And what is really interesting is that some of these microbial changes appear to correlate with craving severity, with the urge to consume alcohol. And then the second part of your question, in terms of mechanisms, well, apart from inflammatory effects, imbalances in the gut homeostasis might communicate to the brain through different routes, such as the vagus nerve, neurotransmitters, uh, metabolites, such as short-chain fatty acids, but more research is needed for the mechanisms to be uh, clearly elucidated, what is called this gut-brain axis um, communication. That, that sounds really interesting. Um, could you tell us a bit more about what gut-related symptoms or consequences we might see as a result of consuming alcohol? Yeah, when talking about symptoms, patients are likely to experience some obvious uh, gut issues from diarrhea to bloating, but this disruption of the gut homeostasis will have implications on the overall health affecting from the liver to distant organs like the brain. So would you say that moderation is key when it comes to alcohol or 
is there any amount of alcohol consumption that has a significant negative impact on the gut in the long term? Well, that is a very good question. The, the contribution of moderate uh, consumption of alcohol to the gut microbiota is mostly unknown. Any amount of alcohol may have an impact in the gut if alcohol consumption is part of that person's diet, as diet has been shown to completely shape the gut microbiota composition. Uh, moderation is key when talking about negative effects. In general, even low amounts of alcohol has been associated with increased risk of different cancers. So I wouldn't be surprised if low amounts could have a detrimental effect in the gut. It is true that not all alcohol is the same. Uh, wine or beer are rich in polyphenols, and dietary polyphenols have been found to increase the number of beneficial bacteria in the gut and show antimicrobial properties. Uh, so some studies have shown that the metabolism of wine or beer polyphenols in the gut could actually have some beneficial effects at low doses. Oh, that's really interesting. You've mentioned about polyphenols. That's something we didn't really think about when we made the questions either. So that's really interesting to hear about. Um, your research focuses on binge drinking in adolescents. Could you tell us a bit more about the aims of your project and the key findings from it? Yeah, sure. Um, we, we did this study at University College of Cork, and we were interested in examining for the first time the effects of binge drinking in the gut microbiota in adolescents, in young people without an addiction. In our study, we recruited 71 participants aged 18 to 25, and we controlled for a number of things such as diet, BMI, or the last time they had a binge drinking episode. And we observe that a high number of drinks per drinking session, which is usually associated with loss of control over drinking, was indeed associated with microbiome alterations. And of course, to, to a lower degree than in chronic patients. And interestingly, these microbiome uh, changes correlated with craving, with this urge to consume alcohol, even in this young population of healthy young participants. We, we believe that uh, our studies, uh, they are still unpublished, and, and we believe they add to findings from, from mice, especially from the group of Dr. Cruz in the US. After exposing the animals uh, to binge drinking to an intermittent ethanol pattern, they found massive binge-derived microbial alterations during adolescence in mice. And more importantly, some of these changes in the microbiota associated with binge drinking persisted until adulthood, persisted in the long term. Thank you for sharing your findings. That's really interesting to hear about binge drinking. Uh, while we're on that topic, could you define what binge drinking is and if there's a certain threshold of alcohol consumption that adds to this definition? Yeah, um, binge drinking is usually defined as the consumption of a large amount of alcohol within a short period of time. An intoxication that leads to a blood alcohol concentration of 0 0.08 uh, grams deciliter or above. And this usually happens after five or more drinks for men and four or more drinks for women in about two hours. 
And actually, binge drinking is the most common pattern of alcohol misuse during adolescence. Uh, between 30 and 40 percent of young people report having engaged in frequent binge drinking, and up to 50 percent in Ireland. Oh, thank you. That's really insightful. Um, and in addition to gut-related symptoms, we know that alcohol consumption can also have neuropsychological effects. Is this also linked to the gut or the gut microbiota in any way? This, this is a, a truly interesting question. We, we had another aim in this study, which was exactly that. We wanted to explore if the gut microbiota changes were linked to any brain alterations. In particular, our focus was on social cognition, which is our ability to perceive, interpret social and emotional responses, which is impaired with excessive drinking. We found that some microbiome strains were related to alcohol-derived difficulties in the ability to recognize emotions in a computer-based task. This task measures the ability to identify emotions in facial expressions from very, very subtle and therefore quite difficult emotional expressions to more evident and easy ones. We believe that these results in a non-addicted population could give a new light to the very intriguing findings of Dr. Leclerc and colleagues from Belgium, which demonstrated that alterations in the gut microbiota of alcohol use disorder patients correlated with lower sociability. Then they uh, perform a fecal matter transplant from these alcohol use disorder patients to mice, and this fecal matter transplant was enough to cause reduced sociability in mice. In fact, the social dimension appears to be among the behaviors most intimately connected to a functional microbiome, including a crucial role in disorders such as autism. And some strong evidence comes from studies using germ-free mice, which have demonstrated that animals completely lacking microbiota have impaired sociability. Um, we believe that overall, the results reinforce the idea of the microbiome being a regulator of social cognition, which has been found across disorders and across species. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Um, is this kind of, again, related to the gut-brain axis? And just for our listeners who may not be familiar with the term, could you explain what we mean by the gut-brain axis? It relates to that axis, to the, that connection of uh, the brain and the gut microbiota. Uh, this is a bidirectional route of communication between the gut and the brain that goes through different pathways from neurotransmitters to inflammatory uh, responses through cytokines. Also, the um, cortisol response could be a mediator, some metabolites, short-chain fatty acids, the routes are different, the pathways of communication are different, but it does exist a communication between the brain and the gut that goes both ways. Great, thank you. So what are some gut microbiota targeted interventions that we can use in alcohol use disorders? Well, there is a lot of research around gut microbiota interventions. Actually, our lab, John Cryan Lab, has done some pioneer work on psychobiotics which are live bacteria, probiotics, or dietary supplements, uh, prebiotics, that when ingested confer cognitive and mental health benefits. 
And the restoration of beneficial bacteria altered by uh, chronic alcohol use with probiotic supplementation could ameliorate some alcohol damage. Indeed, uh, probiotic administration in mice seems uh, to prevent alcohol-derived inflammation, gut permeability, and microbiome dysbiosis. In rats with prebiotics, uh, dietary fiber that feeds the beneficial bacteria in, in our gut, these interventions improve alcohol-induced uh, liver damage and bacterial overgrowth. And in humans, the very few studies conducted in humans uh, show amelioration of some gut parameters and also alcohol-induced liver damage after uh, both probiotic or prebiotic interventions. So, yeah, collectively, these studies support the therapeutic effects of psychobiotics in the management of some aspects of alcohol use disorder uh, pathophysiology, at least as a coadjuvant strategy. Thank you. That's great to hear about some of the gut microbiota-targeted interventions. With that in mind, do you have any tips or advice to share with our healthcare professional listeners um, who might be talking to people who overindulge in alcohol, especially over the holiday period, for example? Yeah, well, having a healthy diet, rich in fiber like whole grains, broccoli, carrots, lentils, or even consuming fermented foods like kimchi, which is a Korean traditional fermented vegetable, or kefir, probably more popular, similar to a yogurt, or kombucha, which is a variety of tea that contains positive probiotic bacteria, could help improving our gut health. But obviously, the main advice will be moderation in alcohol consumption as much as possible. That's some great advice. Um, I think that's it for questions from our side. Thank you for joining us today. It's been great to hear about your research on alcohol binge drinking in adolescents and its link with the gut microbiota. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Before we end this episode, there is one thing we'd like to ask you. What's one thing you do to look after your gut? One thing I do is uh, having a healthy diet, uh, which a lot of variety of fiber fermented foods, but also having in mind this gut brain axis, reducing stress in your life will likely have a positive impact in your gut and your brain and in this gut brain axis. That's great to hear because stress is sometimes quite overlooked. So it's good that you've mentioned that as a way to look after your gut. It is. It is a good way to look after your gut and your brain. Thanks for tuning in. For more information and to sign up for future episodes of our Microbiome Matters podcast, go to yakult.co.uk forward slash HCP. Mm-hmm.